Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mompreneurs by mompreneurs. Each week, we are diving into mom-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today, I am your co-host, Olivia Radcliffe. And I'm your other co-host, Michelle Pulver. And today, we are talking all things biz bestie. We're going to talk about collaborations and how you know when it's a good fit, when it's not, just how mm-hmm. things work and our little fun story of collaborating and never having actually met in person. So, <laughs> um, yeah, you want to jump on in, Michelle? Yeah. So I feel like the shift in the online business kind of conversation of late is all about collaboration. There's a bunch of cool like networking groups coming up around collaborations, but They've been happening for years, if not like the entire length of business. So I think it's it's not something new, but it is a really powerful part of kind of life and business. And I think it's a really important thing to create some intentional space around as you grow your business, because we don't grow them in a vacuum. Um, so for me personally, my journey with collaborations um, started pretty much as soon as I started my business. I am um, in France, I don't work locally, and I feel like there was a lot, like a big learning curve, not just in how to start and grow a business, but how to grow a business entirely devoid of any local elements and needing to find people to help me like get into the right rooms, essentially, in the online space. So I feel like my first sort of dabbling in collaborations was just joining some courses, joining some uh, memberships and starting to connect with people in that space, in the spirit of learning from each other and seeing if there was like anything I could offer them in exchange for like them helping me out. And it's the least organized version of collaboration, but I do feel like that's kind of the first spark. And then I more intentionally started looking for collaborations and started posting those groups, trying to see if anyone wanted to have me on their podcast, have me come and speak to try and get in front of other people's audiences. I also looked for people to help me beta test some stuff I was creating or get another set of eyes on something for market research, like really starting to ask other people to share their experience, share their insights as I was building my business. And it was in one of those Facebook groups where I think I was looking for a collaboration that I found the amazing Olivia and our collaboration kind of was born and has been by far the most successful one. So I'm sure we'll share all about like our little business love story (laughs) in time. But do you want to sort of share your backstory before we get into like our little story? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I agree. I think there's I've seen it, maybe it's just because I'm in my circles and that's what I'm looking for at the moment because I love collaborations, but I have seen a very big rising trend in people looking for for biz besties to do this amazing yeah. business thing with. And it can be something as, you know, as, as one off as, hey, let's share each other's freebies, all the yeah. way up to creating business partners, having multiple business partners for multiple businesses. There's lots of very... Um, multi-passionate entrepreneur stuff going on out there and people are are embracing it and I love it. Um, yeah. <laughs> my experience, I, I started out, um, 
I, I tried to collaborate with some non-business friends first, Ooh. I think. And that's been a very big, that, that's been a, a very big difference, big shift. Um, yeah. So I what had did that some, look like? <laughs> it, it was, it, it didn't go over too well. Spoiler alert. Um, so no, I, I have this best friend that I've been friends with forever. And, you know, we were very aligned with, with everything. And so I thought, well, why not bring her into my business world and include mm. her in some of my stuff? Because she was also a mom. She stayed at home. She was looking for other ways of, you know, finding some revenue, bringing some income in. And um, it just, did, it, it didn't work. It didn't work mm. because we found lots of ways for um, me to, to be pushing her and her to yeah. not want to be pushed. And, you know, I had a different knowledge set than she did because I'd been in the business world and like had been growing my business for, for a few years before we started looking at this. And so I knew things like lead magnets <laughs> and sales funnels and I had my tools I used. And um, and so it just it never really worked. We set lots of goals. We tried multiple mm -hmm. times to do things. And it always ended up just kind of fizzling out in us being a little frustrated. And so mm. we, you know, eventually I just kind of stopped trying to do that. And I think that was yeah. the, a better decision <laughs> because that once I started doing business collaborations with people who were in my same, you know, circle of, of, of business friends, people who mm. have been in business a few years, have been trying stuff, um, it, it was, it was really different. It was a whole yeah. different experience. I can see that. I mean, you're coming from, from such a different place. And I think it, it can't be fun on either side of that to like try and drag a friend into your kind of zone of competency in business and then vice versa for the friend to feel like they're kind of behind. Um, so yeah, I think that's a really interesting point of not necessarily being at the same level as a business collaborator but I think at least speaking the same language makes a big a big difference there um I'm going to interject something before we get into our story because you made me kind of reflect on something and I think it might be helpful to share so I met my husband in film school we were both studying film and we actually worked together a lot on school like student projects but then actually out in the industry before I moved away from film and it was something that people commented a lot on working with a spouse and being in the same industry as your spouse. And I think it worked very well for us because we'd met in that same kind of playing field of being in film school together, very much in a same place, speaking the same language, so to say. Um, but I think it, it was interesting to see other partners who'd sort of found their work after being in relationships and that just really not working. Um, but I think it is a personality thing as well. But yeah, just wanted to share. Like, I realized actually I have collaborated with people, but I ended up just like marrying him. <laughs> um, but I do think there is something about personality matches and having the same style of working, the same rhythm of working, that is a big piece of that puzzle. And you kind of don't know that till you try. Um, okay, so back from my tangent. Shall we share a little bit about our? collaborative business bestie story and how this all kind of happened. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we've shared our origin story before. Yeah. We've, we've, we've told this story before. It's nothing new. Um, we did meet in a, a business group and that's, you know, we um, met up, we, we did some sort of swap, didn't we? I, I remember you reviewing so. my website and I think yeah, I think I audited your website and I think you helped me with something too. And then I think we interviewed each other for like a featured blog post that I was trying yeah. to time. And we started realizing that as we kept jumping on and having these conversations, that they were really good conversations <laughs> and that we could record them and release them as a podcast. And thus, Marketing Like a Mother was born. And from there, at that point in my own personal business, I was working on a group program and mm -hmm. I asked Michelle for her opinion on it. And her opinion was, well, we should work together on it. <laughs> and I totally agreed because I, I was, was very shameless about it. I was like, Olivia, this is amazing. Let's do it together. <laughs> and I desperately wanted the help. I needed the help. I loved her mm -hmm. feedback. And she brought something else to this course that I didn't have on my own. And so that course then turned into a business and the <laughs> like a mother was born. Um, and the, there's a couple of key things in there. I just wanted to highlight because it's not just about our own personal story, right? There's yeah. the key things in there of, we had kind of a trial period where yeah. we realized how well we clicked, you know, yeah. what our communication styles were. They all worked well together our goals worked well. We were kind of in similar spaces in our businesses. And our um, lives too, I'll be honest. I think that being in a similar place of like having other priorities, we both have young yes. children and being able to meet each other where we were at in that space definitely helped the business collaboration. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then the whole fact of Michelle not you know, having no shame, no nothing, just came <laughs> out and absolutely said, we should partner on this. Like that was, that was great. It was something that she wanted and I secretly wanted too, and didn't quite know how to ask. But the fact that she came out and asked was like, perfect because you can always, you know, I could have said no and that's fine. And we would have kept going, I think with the podcast and, and everything oh, yeah. else that wouldn't have, have hindered anything but it opened the door to something else amazing. So the yeah. takeaway from that is there's there's no shame in asking if you want to collaborate. No. And I'll share as the asker who like proposed <laughs> that we go into business together. Um, I think it was really, it was really easy to ask because we'd done those like little things before. We'd had tested how we both behave under deadlines, how we both think about money, how we both think about how we want to show up and give value, how we like basically run our own businesses, we'd really gotten a sense of that. And I think we had done a little bit of a trial by fire by launching the podcast really bootstrapped on a pretty tight timeline. Um, and I felt really confident coming out of that, that like, okay, if we got through this and this was super fun, I think it's like, there's no harm in trying more. But yeah, definitely took a bit of courage to ask because um, there is the risk of someone saying, you know, no or not right now. But yeah, I think you, you can only try things if you ask for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then we didn't jump quite all in. We still like yeah. we started with the group program. They're the mm -hmm. course we were doing. And then we just started adding things from there. And because yeah. we are both very ambitious, multi-passionate, <laughs> big dreaming people, we 
we took things much quicker than I think people have to because yeah. we had built this like this like a five year old business within a couple of months. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it had the extra sort of layer of internationalness that meant that we did have to jump into some logistics of like how we're going to take money when I'm in a different country in a different currency and like how do we deal with that logistically meant we jumped into basically starting a business when perhaps if we both lived in the same country or maybe not France but if we lived in America then we could have had the opportunity to just do this as like a joint venture and not need to take that big step just yet I have no regrets about that but it was kind mm -hmm. of that extra layer that nudged us sort of faster into the relationship for sure yeah, absolutely. Which brings up the other point of our internationalness. Michelle yeah. is in France. I am in the U.S. We are six hours apart, and sometimes we, I think with time zones, we <laughs> yes, I don't get worse. We're, we're yes, half a day apart. <laughs> um, but we have never actually met in person. All of our interactions have taken place on Zoom and WhatsApp mainly. Yeah. Um, honestly, most of our live conversations have been recorded, which is a strange layer to add to this, that a lot of our getting to know you yes. stuff here on this podcast, like it's recorded for you to listen and hear us kind of learn about each other's stories and how we do things. Obviously, we have other conversations, but live isn't something we can do that often. So we try and capitalize on that as much as we can. And I think that's, I mean, that's a a fun point right there. I didn't actually realize that until you said it, Michelle, yeah. that um, all of our, almost all of our conversations have been recorded and that's a true statement. Um, but it is something that we then had to, um, you know, we had to work through that, figuring out how we work together, how we yeah. were going to keep track of who was doing what our project management became very, very crucial. Um, <laughs> yeah. And especially because Michelle's getting up in the morning and tackling a lot of tasks before I get up. And mm -hmm. then I'm waking up and seeing what she's done and then, you know, working into the night and she wakes up and sees what I've done. We've got this, this kind of ongoing, never ending work day, um, <laughs> but it requires a lot of really good communication mm -hmm. and it requires a lot of tools on our end. We found the tools that have worked to help us. Yeah. And I think, Regardless of if your collaboration is international or with someone right next door, um, it is important to know what you need for good communication and to have those yeah. tools in place so that you can know who's doing what, when, and make sure that you guys are on top of it. You're not double doing work. You know yeah. whose responsibilities are, are what. Yeah, and I think thinking about sort of responsibilities, I think one of the things that's worked really well for us is identifying pretty early on who likes to do what kind of tasks and who's like really good at what kind of tasks and kind of making sure that we each get space to be in our zones of genius, like have fun with what we're doing. And there's definitely stuff neither of us particularly loves and we try and as much as possible either do that together rip the band-aid off together or kind of divide that up fairly but I do feel like there is a really good balance between our competencies and our interests so that we share a lot of interests we both really like doing obviously like marketing stuff but in that there's like you're just an amazing copywriter you're really good at it so you get kind of most of our copywriting 
And I always say like, if there's mindset stuff, that's Olivia's area, like that's what you do beautifully and you seem to really light up in that. So we want to make sure you get those pieces where you shine in anything we do. And I love like tinkering in tech tools and I like designing things. So whenever those kind of come up, I kind of know already without having to have a big conversation every time we break down a project that, okay, these kind of tasks are an Olivia task, these kind of tasks are a Michelle task, and then we can shortcut a lot of that conversation there because we already know who's good at or who likes to do which things. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of remembering early on in our collaboration, we had this, I guess, get to know you really fast moment where we were talking on WhatsApp and really trying to get to know each other quickly and understand like our boundaries, what we stand for, our values, like how do we feel about certain things politically and how do we feel about certain things in the industry to make sure we're on the same page. And I like to say this analogy because it's very true living as an expat, but like make sure we're speaking the same language. And I think that foundational work up front made us like better friends, but I think made a lot of this stuff a lot easier to navigate because I know you know where I'm coming from and I know where you're coming from. Um, but yeah, I think that few weeks where we were playing the game of like, here's this random thing about me or like, what do you think about this quite hot topic comment thing so that we could really catch up and know each other well as we were getting sort of closer and closer to starting our business together. Yeah, I think we essentially played like 20 questions, but there were more than 20 questions and we just went back and forth on yep. like, I believe this. So that's super interesting. I believe that too. Or I, you know, it was, but that's a good point of really like having those doors of communication open and getting to know each other. And yeah. you don't necessarily have to cross those boundaries too much between business and work. I think we have because we were just good friends. friends like that's too. just how it works yeah, like I consider Michelle one of my best friends oh me too met in person <laughs> and um but you can hold those boundaries if you want to you can keep it yeah. on the more professional line you don't have to talk politics and you know everything no but I but, think it is important to know your values yeah. because as a business we always yes. butt up against values and it's important to define that Absolutely. You need to make sure that you are kind of on the same page or at least are in a place to respect each other's um, each other's positions with things and that yeah. your collaboration, whatever it is, is holding true to some set, you know, combined morals, values, missions mm -hmm. that you are very clear and on the same page about that, regardless yeah. of maybe some of your, your individual ones. Yeah, and I do think like we didn't really have it have any huge differences, but I know we don't fall like a hundred percent on the same line in terms of say religion, which is fine. It doesn't come up, but I think yeah. just knowing where that is also gives us a good sense of like what's appropriate for us to talk about as the business that we hold together and where do we as a business sort of want to draw that line, even if you know individually we might have slightly different approaches. I think we just need to make sure we're both comfortable with where the business is standing in regards to that, which we definitely were. So I think that was really, really helpful to do, not like right away, but in the process of starting the business, I think it's somewhat some of those branding strategy questions of like, what are your values? What's your why? Like, 
what do you stand for? What do you hate? It was really going through that branding process, but also in a personal way of getting to know each other. So I think that was really helpful. Um, yeah. 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 I feel like the, the communication thing is really key. And, you know, we talked about the fact that we're basically on WhatsApp all the time, sharing voice messages and, you know, making sure we're kind of working together on the same thing. I think something that is really helpful in our collaboration that I really value is that I think we've both made it clear that we can hold space for each other's weaknesses as well as our strengths. And there's been times where either one of us has been having like a tough time going through, through some stuff, needing to have more space, more compassion. And I think because we've got this kind of constant communication line open, it's felt very safe to say, hey, I need a little space or I'm not really up for this or can we shift that? I've definitely pushed back some deadlines when things just got too much. And there was a very clear sense of, okay, this is the right thing for the business, regardless of if it was like our preferred thing to do as the other person. Um, I think having that mutual goal ahead really helped us navigate those kind of change of plans as they came up. Yeah. Well, and I think along those lines, there is, I mean, it kind of seems like it should go without being said, but <laughs> there's that compassion, that empathy, that respect for the other person and being able to hold those boundaries um, and, and being able to, I don't know, if something goes wrong in a business collaboration or communication or something, there, there are a lot of emotions involved, you know, of course, it's, yeah. especially as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur, like you put your heart and your soul into things and it's, it can be very easy if someone says no or has a different opinion to, to not take that personally. Yeah. But I think there's very much that having that understanding of what that other person's intention is for you mm -hmm. and having that trust and knowing that that person has good intentions. They're not trying to hurt your feelings. They're not trying yeah. to, you know, bring you down, tear you down, anything. Yeah, yeah. they undermine you, anything. And when you have that understanding of what their intentions are, you know that they want the best for you no matter what, and they want the best for the business, then it's really easy to come into those communications and actually be able to, to, to have differing opinions and to work through those things. Mm -hmm. um, work through those things very, very seamlessly, I think, and in a way yeah. that's respectful for both and both people feel like they're being heard and that those needs that if we need to push a deadline back or we need to switch up a project or do something, it's it's not a hardship to go in and talk about that and really figure out what what is the best thing to do all the way around. Definitely, yeah. I, I think that's huge. And that comes with just trust and time and you can't necessarily spot it the first time you meet someone, but I think get, as you get to know them, see how they react and how they, yeah, how they deal with those little small hiccups that can come from like having a life. Um, I think it's really telling with how the big things are gonna go as well. Um, kind of thinking forward in case someone listening hasn't got their biz bestie or is maybe looking for someone, what advice would you say to, encourage someone to like look out for if they're trying to find a biz bestie or if they're open to finding someone like what what advice should we give as people who magically did find someone 
Yeah. Well, I think it is, you know, we started off in a business community, right? Yeah. And it was something that, so it was a place that supported our, our natural individual desires, goals, talents, everything. Um, so I think surrounding yourself first and foremost with the people that you want to be surrounded with, like the yeah. people who resonate what your goals are. I think that's kind of the first spot, you know, fish in the right pond, so to speak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't go trying to make a business collaboration out of someone who's not in business, you know, to go mm -hmm. off of my failed attempts <laughs> with a friend. We had a good rapport. It worked, but we were in very different places with our knowledge base and with yeah. our goals. So, yeah. And I think don't be afraid to like try people out and try people on. Like I met, I've met with dozens, if not hundreds of other entrepreneurs in the sort of spirit of looking for collaboration opportunities. And some of those have amounted to great collaborations, some not so much. But I think coming into it with the spirit of looking for someone to work with and the spirit of being like open to meeting someone who could be interesting to work with, it, it's starting off on the right foot. And yeah, not being shy to continue it if you do feel like you're getting on well do you feel some sense of interest in getting to know them more or doing more but I think the accidentally maybe the best thing we did was just start small with something fairly low stakes and just kind of escalate it as you feel more comfortable more excited to continue working together like starting a business the first time you met someone would be a lot it's like marrying someone on the first date you need to need to warm up yeah. to things a little like you need to date around a little even though yeah but like <laughs> that's what it is it's dating yeah yeah it is it's just like dating you yeah and go around someone and has to propose. It's, it's okay to <laughs> yeah even yeah. you know have a coffee chat go on a go on a first date and see how it works try <laughs> something out you know do an experience together and then decide from there whether it's a good fit so yeah and that's a very cheesy analogy but I do feel like there's the same spirit of openness that comes with one that is helpful in the other so um I think the other big thing I will say as a very introverted person who has a little has some hard times peopling sometimes um then it's okay if you don't hit it off with everyone it's okay if you don't hit it off with most people it's also okay if you hit it off with everybody I think it's really about seeing a spark if it's easy to talk to someone if you're looking forward to talking to them again I think that's something worth listening to and that was a really big difference for me with Olivia was I was really excited to talk to her again after our first chat and then again and then again when you know other people I can get on well with like I feel like I get on well with most people I meet but it doesn't necessarily mean I have that electricity feeling of like oh, I can't wait to talk to you again and I think if you get that feeling don't don't let awkwardness or manners get in the way like don't don't be shy to to reach out because worst case is they don't feel it too and then you at least asked yeah absolutely <laughs> oh I love it we're business soulmates I love it <laughs> um yeah but I think I think it's it's not something I necessarily went into business looking for but it has been by far the yeah. highlight of my business thus far is having someone in the trenches with me and even if we dissolved our joint business tomorrow which we're definitely not doing but if we did I still feel like I've made a lifelong friend and someone who I can really 
trust and speak openly with. And I think beyond any potential business success, beyond anything that uh, collaborations brought, like I'm just so happy to have made a friend and like just getting all cheesy. But yeah, I'm so, so, so glad that we pursued our biz bestie relationship because it's it's just been a really, really lovely addition to my life and my days and it makes me really happy and I'm going to start mushing and gushing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. It's And it really is though. It, it is a relationship that does go beyond like, it, it can be really lonely doing business, right? Yeah. Especially as a solopreneur and yeah. having that person there to, to rant to when things are going <laughs> wrong and, yep. and everything. It's, it's really something, but yeah. All right. Any last minute bits of hard hitting advice? You oh, hard hitting advice is like be open, meet people. <laughs> I think I think if that's something that sounds interesting to you, I think just knowing that you're looking for it and being open to it is a really good start. And it may not happen right away, and that's okay. Like it took me months to find my Olivia, but you, you'll find an Olivia too if you keep looking. <laughs> She's mine though. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm taken. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all so much for joining us this week on marketing like a mother. If you found value in the show today and want to support some fellow entrepreneurs, we'd really appreciate a rating or even just telling a friend about the show. And we'll be back next week with more marketing tips for busy moms with businesses until then take care. Bye.